Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. It's February 5th, 2021, and this is episode 278. You are invited to join me and my dear friend and longtime co-host, Kelly Gordon, as we get you ready to celebrate Valentine's Day. This week, we are all about celebrating the women in our lives and their friendships and what they mean to us, as well as throwing around a few ideas for how we could all still celebrate Valentine's Day, even in the midst of a pandemic. And we'll hear from some of our awesomes as they are celebrating the women in their lives later in our conversation. I'm Meg Teets, and this is Sorta Awesome. Welcome back, Awesomes, to the show that's all about helping you find conversation, friendship, and community. We are so glad that you hit play on this episode and that all of the good forces of the universe conspired to bring you into the awesome community. You can find our community all over the place on YouTube and TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. If amazing women are gathering there, you can find Sorta Awesome there too. And another place you can find amazing women is in our Patreon community. Kelly, people are absolutely buzzing about that sort of spicy episode that we dropped last week for our superstar Patreon supporters. Listen, I listened back to it and I was reminded <laughs> we brought a word about the impact that the pandemic year has had on our lives, did yes. we not? I mean, not just a word. There were lots of words. <laughs> There are lots of phrases from that particular Superstars episode that will live in infamy. I think mm-hmm. infamy is the right word, too. This is not like we yes. brought our real selves. We brought our unfiltered. It was unfiltered. It was non-censored. Yes. <laughs> it was the real thing. But I also feel like the feedback that we're getting is so good because it's like people saying, this is what I've been thinking and feeling yes. and I didn't know where to say it. So yes. thank you. And that's exactly why we do those episodes. Because absolutely, we also feel like we don't necessarily want to say it everywhere, but it's mm-hmm. great to have a safe space to say, okay, let me just get real and raw here for a minute. And that's what we yep. did. We absolutely did. In fact, the day that that dropped, I opened Facebook. And of course, there are a lot of people talking about it there, but I actually already like first thing in the morning had friends who listen and who are superstars texting me to say, oh my gosh, this sort of spicy. I feel so seen. I laughed. I cried. It was all of the things. I mean, it was definitely one for the record books. For it definitely sure. is. And I think that the comments in the Superstars group on Facebook, which you get when you become a Patreon supporter, you get admittance to this very exclusive group. Like just <laughs> yes. hearing some of the feedback and there's that same communal sense of being seen and hearing some of their stories that top our stories. 
It's a magical thing. Yeah, it absolutely is. So if you have been thinking, you know, I wonder if it's worth it to sign up, I'm telling you, it's worth it. We have so much to share, not just in that episode, but that's actually the fourth episode, believe it or not, already in our sort of spicy series that we have been creating for our superstar Patreon supporters. We do an awesome overflow every month where I sit down with one of the co-hosts and we just kind of chit chat about what's been going on behind the scenes in our lives. And then like Kelly said, there's the Facebook group, there's all kinds of stuff going on. Not to mention, we've been creating exclusive episodes for our superstars since 2016. So if you like to binge podcasts, (laughs) there's so much in the back catalog at Patreon. There's hours and hours and hours there. So (laughs) I did not know we've been doing it for this long. That's amazing. Yes. Yes. We launched in like October of 2016. So yes. So yeah, anyway, we've been talking all about it. If you want to go get signed up, that's a great time to do it. Patreon.com slash sort of awesome. We'll have a link in the show notes for you. We'd love to have you come join us as a superstar awesome. So Kelly, today we're going to be talking about Valentine's Day. We were just talking about this before we started recording. I can't believe we have been making this show since 2015 and we have literally never talked about Valentine's Day. It's like all about celebrating women and friendship, which is our freaking bread and butter. Right. <laughs> it's sort of awesome. I mean, Leslie Nope should be our patron saint. Absolutely. Yes. yes. <laughs> so yes, so, it's amazing that we haven't talked about it because it's such a perfect thing. And if you guys don't know what we're talking about, well, should we tell them now? So yeah, if you are not sure what we're talking about, even when we are talking about Valentine's Day, don't worry, we'll give you a little primer for that. And we are really just going to be leaning into celebrating women and friendships in our lives this week. It's the perfect time to do it, especially as we're just days away from the official Valentine's Day. So Kelly and I are going to cover all of that with you guys here in just a little bit. But first, let's go ahead and let's start this show the way we always do with our Awesomes of the Week. It's that moment in the show where we talk about the books or TV shows, the movies, podcasts, products, whatever is making life a little more awesome right now. Kelly, what do you have for us? Okay, I'm sharing an awesome right now that is something that I've been doing for a number of years, and I've kind of kept it on my reserve awesome of the week list. And here's the thing, you guys, this is actually perfect timing because it does feel appropriate as we move into February here. It is making homemade marshmallows. Okay. Tell me more. So the reason that I haven't brought it to the awesome community before is because here is my disclaimer. You really need a stand mixer to do this. It's not impossible to do with a hand mixer or even good old elbow grease and a whisk, but it would make it so much more work that I'm not sure it's worth it. So if you have a stand mixer and you are, I don't know, if you've been home for 10 months and you're kind of bored and you're willing to try something new and you're in hot chocolate season, and or it's going to be Valentine's Day, and you're like, I would just like to make a new treat, or even have something to give to, I don't know, friends, or maybe even girlfriends to celebrate Valentine's Day. You guys, homemade marshmallows sound like the craziest, most Martha Stewart thing that you could do, and they're (laughs) not. They're easy if you have a stand mixer. Okay. So I've been doing this for years, and I started to do it just for our own family, and then because people absolutely lose their minds when you pull out homemade marshmallows, I started to make them as teacher gifts for different things, you know, especially at Christmas. But of course, we're past that now. I also made them one year for Natalie when she was doing a Valentine's Day exchange. She was in elementary school. We made them and we cut out fairly large marshmallows with a heart cookie cutter. And she just made that like her Valentine's treat for her class. So here's what you need. 
you need, of course, the stand mixer. And then it's just a few ingredients. I follow the patron saint of my cooking. I know. I was going to say, yes. I had a feeling that Alton Brown was going to be involved in this recipe somehow. You are so right. (laughs) You know me, Meg Teets. He was the one who first did this and made it look approachable. Otherwise, I think if I had read it in a Martha Stewart living or something, you're like, yeah, right. Right, 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 right. That's so Mm -hmm. funny because marshmallows cost 99 cents. Like, come on, why would I do this? (laughs) Yes. So all you really need, the key is, besides the stand mixer, is unflavored gelatin. So you can get that in any grocery store, you guys. You need three packets of that, but it's they come in a pack. There's four packets of unflavored gelatin in a box of unflavored gelatin. It's usually mm-hmm. Knox brand. Yeah. Look for it in the jello aisle. It's usually like on the very end, because who else would eat unflavored gelatin? I've never seen that back when my kids were little and they would eat jello. I'd be like, why? why? Yeah. <laughs> What's the point? Yes. It's yes. for marshmallows. So you need that, you need water, you need sugar and cornstarch and some corn syrup. So you do need light corn syrup to give it stability. All you need to do really is you're going to combine a few of those ingredients. You're going to combine some water, some regular granulated sugar, and the corn syrup and some salt in a saucepan. You are also going to need a candy thermometer so that you can watch the temperature of those ingredients go up. You're really making candy. I don't know why I hadn't thought about it, but marshmallows are candy. So you're using a candy thermometer. You're going to boil that sugar. You're going to boil it until it reaches 240 degrees. You really do nothing with it during that time except for watch it. You put the ingredients in the pan, put it on medium heat. You can even leave it lit on until it starts to boil. And then you take the lid off, put the candy thermometer in, get it to 240. At that point, you're going to add it into a mixture that you've already got waiting for you in your stand mixer. And that mixture is just the unflavored gelatin and water. So before you started your syrup boiling on the stove, you put some unflavored gelatin and cold water in the bottom of your stand mixer so that it can get soft. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then you turn that on, you add the corn syrup, like all the boiling hot sugary thing into your unflavored gelatin and you turn that on and it's going to start to whip it up. So as soon as that combines, you turn it on high speed for like eight to 10 minutes. So it is going to be loud. And this is why I say like, if you were trying to replicate a stand mixer with your own whisk or with a hand beater, it's going to be a lot more than eight to 10 minutes. It's going to be okay because you're whipping that sugar confection together and you're whipping in air to give it that wonderful marshmallow volume that you want, the puffiness. So that's all you do. Once you're done, you have prepared a pan. I use a nine by 13 glass pan that you spray with a little bit of oil spray you combine powdered sugar and cornstarch and you put some on the bottom. You put in your sugar mixture, like you use a big spatula to get it all in the pan. I get my hands wet and spread it out because the nice thing is this, while everything that you're using here is very sticky because mm. it's sweet, there is no fat in it. So it's also very easy to clean up. All you need is hot water. Okay. I like that. So yes. it's kind of messy. Like if you're making it with kids and you're getting it on your faces and you're getting it on the like, oh, wow, it's messy, but that all you need is hot water. So I get my hands a little bit wet. I pat it out so that it's flat. And then you sprinkle on the rest of your cornstarch and powdered sugar mixture on the top. You just put it somewhere where no one can get it or no pets can get it for like overnight. And the next morning you have homemade marshmallows. So you're just going to turn them out and you're going to cut them. I use a pizza cutter just to cut them. And then you kind of roll the extra cornstarch and powdered sugar. You roll the edges that are now not covered in that, that you've cut the freshly cut edges in that. And there you go. So it takes, I would say half an hour to make them. And then you'd let them dry overnight. And then maybe another half an hour to cut them out. 
But even the half an hour to make them, half of that time is just like your stand mixer's running. You might be in the kitchen right. mixer. It doesn't do anything crazy, but you're not right. really having to do anything. Same thing with boiling the syrup. You're just kind of standing there waiting for the thermometer to hit 240. So it really doesn't take that much work. And you guys, the difference between a homemade marshmallow and a store marshmallow, I didn't even know until I made them. Yeah. Yes. How much better a homemade marshmallow is than a store-bought one. Like mind-blowing. So they don't make great s'more marshmallows. That's the only thing I'll say is because they almost are too soft. Like they burn oh, sure. too easily. Yeah. Sure. That They're too sense. fresh. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. But in yeah. hot chocolate or something like that, they melt so easily yes. and they get all soft and gooey and really they're just good to eat plain who even needs the hot chocolate <laughs> just right. them out of the pan myself <laughs> right well there are always edges that I feel like don't make the cut because mm-hmm. like okay you want yes. them to be about this size and so then right. I'm like I just guess I need to eat those <laughs> the mom tax yeah yeah so these are super super popular in my house and like I said if you can make some and then give two dozen to a friend or maybe yeah. a gal pal for Valentine's Day or yes. to a teacher for Valentine's, there's so many uses for them to spread the love, even if you just make them for your own family. I promise. I know this sounds crazy awesome. Trust me. If you have a stand mixer, you can do this. And of course, I'll be in the hangout if you need some handholding. You want to ask some questions. We'll get you through it. Life-changing awesome of the week. I feel like you're kicking off the awesome marshmallow revolution in our community right now. (laughs) I love that. The awesome marshmallow revolution. Either that or that's my band name. (laughs) Yes, it works either way. That's right. You've brought so many great recipes to us through the years that have become hallmark signature sort of awesome recipes. I feel like the homemade marshmallow now enters into that hall of fame. So we will see. Certainly in mine. What did you bring to us for Awesome of the Week, Meg? Okay, I've been saving this one when I got to have a conversation with you because I feel like on some level, you will understand my complete nerdiness, my nerd appreciation for this Awesome of the Week. I found via TikTok, there's a surprise. Yeah, a website called Ambient Mixer. It's actually, the website is ambient-mixer.com. So the way they describe themselves is you can listen online to relaxing sound atmospheres, ambient music, or chilling sound effects. You can even create and mix your own moods all for free. So that's their description. So as you know, Kelly, I've brought to the show several times different kinds of background music I like to have going on, whether it was the Harry Potter ASMR rooms Uh that I found on YouTube, various Spotify playlists for when you're working or whatever. So when I found this on TikTok, I was like, did somebody create this for me specifically? I think they did because it's everything that I love about ASMR rooms, except you can control your experience of the sounds that you're hearing. And I'm going to give you some examples. So they have a whole catalog of categories of what kind of sound you might like to listen to. They could be nature sounds. They could be like cityscapes. They could be inspired by holidays. They also could be inspired by books and movies. And these are the ones that I've really been appreciating. So for example, if you wanted to go to the Harry Potter section, you can find ambient soundscapes for anything you can imagine related to Harry Potter. I happen to pull up the Slytherin common room. Wait, you're in the Slytherin. What are you doing in the Slytherin common room? 
I find it fascinating. It's in the dungeon. <laughs> okay. There's waves crashing all around from the lake. I mean, it's so interesting. Okay. <laughs> you haven't been there. That's not where you live. So you have to go. That's not there. where I live. I snuck in. So you open up and it could be anything. It could be like breakfast at the Weasleys, the Great Hall, like any of the common rooms. There's so many, so many things that people have created. And so you open up the soundscape that you want and it will show you kind of like a background picture and then it'll say show mixer. And that's where the magic begins. You click on that show mixer and it opens up the audio panel. This is where it's super nerdy. (laughs) It opens up the audio panel that shows you all of the different soundtracks that they're using to create that ambience. So for example, in the Slytherin common room, you've got burning torches, you've got wooden door creaking, you've got cold castle background, whatever that means. Cold castle. Okay. Yeah. Metallic footsteps, pouring water, papers shuffling, stirring in a teacup. And so these are all of the sounds that this person has used to create the effect of being in the Slytherin common room. And then you can go into each of those tracks and use a slider. And if you wanted to hear, like if you really wanted to hear the sound of burning torches more than you wanted to hear everything else, you could move that slider all the way up. If there's a sound that you don't like, you can mute it out completely. You can change the frequency of how often you hear that sound. For example, paper shuffling is really popular, like in the common rooms or in the study hall. So if that noise bothers you, you could say, I only want to hear that once every 15 minutes or something like that. You can completely customize your audio (laughs) audio experience. Awe of this. I mean, you definitely picked the right show and the right nerd. I don't know whether to be pleased or like... (laughs) insulted it's that's not an insult for me like in our family we're like people are like you're such a geek and we're like thank you yes exactly exactly so this is amazing I mean I used to listen to there were some websites and this is probably from a few years ago but that would do just ambientsounds.com sort of stuff and so you could listen to like cafe noises mm-hmm, and I would mm-hmm. often use it to write I would even use it at work yes so it wasn't yes. that long ago because I haven't been working at NPR for more than a couple of years so right to like put on the noise of just like people in the background. Yes. It's such a good thing for me. That type of noise helps me focus. Yes. Like blocks out a part of, I always say my monkey brain that's, Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, I'm in a cafe. And then the other part of my brain can actually get to work. Yes. So this is like that, but so much cooler. Yes, exactly. I just, I love it because you can absolutely customize Somebody has gone in, and again, if you wanted to get really ambitious, you could just make your own, but there are so many that people have done. I happened to pull up too. I was just looking through like their main, what was featured on like the main homepage when you log in. So I saw that Slytherin common room. There's one for Sherlock's apartment from Sherlock Holmes series. I pulled up one that's Scottish rain that Mm. has like light rain, light thunder, church bells ringing, all different kinds of things. So Oh my gosh, I am obsessed with this because I'm like you, like I like to have that background. There's distraction around me. Somehow that helps me to focus. I don't know what that is, but also when I'm working, it's really hard for me to work if like music with lyrics is playing because my yeah. mind just starts singing the song instead of working. Yeah, I know. So anyway, this ambient mixer has been so much fun to play with. Whatever mood I'm in, I can get it set up exactly the way I like it and then get to work. So. I think I would probably be distracting myself a lot playing with the mood music and not working because the monkey part of my brain would be like, this is awesome. But what I'm really thinking too, that you could use this for, not only for keeping distractions away when you're trying to get stuff done, but also 
for sleeping or for relaxing. Yes. Right? Yes. Or even for your kids. Like, let's build a sound that you can go to sleep to. Like, what do you want to hear? It's so cool yes. that you can customize it versus, I mean, there are things out there that you could look up that's like rain or mm-hmm. ocean sounds, but this, you can really make it personal. And that's the magic of that. It is the magic. It's so great. So again, it's ambient-mixer.com. If you guys go check it out, please tell me all about it so we can nerd out together about how incredible this website is. Thank you, TikTok, for bringing it into my life. <laughs> so those are the awesomes of the week for Kelly and I. Of course, we would love to hear what's awesome in your life. Come and find the show over on Instagram at Sorta Awesome Show or join us in our Facebook community. It's over 5,000 women showing up, supporting each other, celebrating each other every single day. If you haven't joined us yet, we sure would love to have you. We're at facebook.com slash group slash sort of awesome hangout. We're going to be talking all things Galentine's Day when we come right back. Okay, awesomes, let's face it. We probably all have something we should see a doctor about, but you know we've been putting it off. Your health is too important to ignore. If making a doctor's appointment feels like an impossible chore, Plush Care is here for you. They make it super easy to schedule an appointment and see a doctor so I can prioritize my health hassle-free. Plush Care provides virtual doctor appointments through your smartphone or your computer. I can just pick a time that works for me and book an appointment right online. I don't have to sit on hold forever to make an appointment or even leave the house to go sit in a crowded waiting room. With Plush Care, I can be diagnosed, treated, and even have a prescription sent to my pharmacy of my choice if needed within minutes. Plush Care accepts most major insurance carriers and is available in all 50 states. And the doctors truly care. They are here to help by discussing treatment options and providing prescriptions as needed, and they're available anytime I have questions. And if you're having difficulty managing your emotions and who isn't these days, Plush Care doctors are available to help. Schedule an appointment today to discuss your treatment options. As we've talked about many times on Sorta Awesome, I have total phone phobia. I hate making phone calls and I really hate scheduling appointments. That keeps me from scheduling appointments I need in my life so often, but not with Plush Care. I cannot believe how easy and convenient it is to make that doctor's appointment, to see a doctor, and to get the care that I need. You guys, Plush Care is absolutely a total Game changer. Plush Care makes it easier than ever to take care of yourself inside and out. So start your membership today. Go to plushcare.com slash awesome to start your free 30-day trial. That's P-L-U-S-H-C-A-R-E.com slash awesome for a free 30-day trial. Plushcare.com slash awesome. All right, Kelly, Valentine's Day, as you mentioned at the top of the show, truly Leslie Nope could actually be the patron saint of Sorta Awesome. She's the embodiment of the Sorta Awesome ethos in a lot of ways, right? So much so. I mean, and she loves all the people in her life, really, passionately in a yes. very deep way that's almost hard to be with. Like that's yeah. the running joke of the show, right? Is like right. she loves, she gifts in such a way that you're like, oh my word, I just need a break. <laughs> But she started this holiday on the show called Galentine's Day, and it is February 13th, and it is a day to celebrate your girlfriends. That's right. That's right. In fact, let's just listen to Leslie tell us in her own words. What's Galentine's Day? 
Oh, it's only the best day of the year. Every February 13th, my lady friends and I leave our husbands and our boyfriends at home, and we just come and kick it breakfast style. Ladies celebrating ladies. It's like Lilith Fair, minus the angst. Plus frittatas. So yes, it is all about ladies celebrating ladies, in the words of Leslie Nope. Again, it's so crazy that we have not talked about it that much on the show because we have definitely talked about women and friendships through the years, starting way back in 2015. Laura and I started doing some episodes. Laura Tremaine and I did some episodes on friendship. One of my favorite episodes of Sort of Awesome from the Wayback Catalog was episode 54 that Laura and I did in April of 2016 called 10 Friends That Every Woman Needs. I did an episode in 2018 called 10 Secrets for Friendship Revealed. I mean, we've done so many discussions on this, but we've never put it in the context of this lovely holiday. So Kelly, you and I have kind of been talking a little bit offline too about why friendship and women and friendship is so important right now, especially here we are like moving into a year of our lives being turned into complete chaos, turned upside down by this global pandemic. But what were some of your thoughts about women in friendship right now? Well, it's interesting because when I look back, and I am going to preface this, Austin's by saying I am in no way trying to throw my mom under the bus here. I am sharing this mostly to say maybe some of you can relate to this and see that there is almost like an underground that maybe mm. you were raised the same way I was. And so you've kind of had this assumption. My mom was a pastor's daughter and then a pastor's wife. And grew up in a pretty conservative strain of Christianity. And so I think those things contributed that she did not trust women. Interesting. Still kind of doesn't trust women, actually. So just did not believe that female friendships would be very valid or were a thing worth investing in. So I think that for her, the reason I say the pastor part of it is that I think that a lot of pastors' wives feel like it's very difficult to find somebody to be real with. And that's a real thing. Mm-hmm. That they feel like people expect them to be at a different level and they just want somebody who sees them as a friend and a woman and not the pastor's wife. Mm-hmm. So I think that my mom had experienced some of that and also had seen that from her own parents. Yes. And so she just came, like had a belief that like female friendships are nice, but most women are not to be trusted. They will fail you in the end and it is not worth investing in. Like she very firmly believed in investing in your marriage and that was kind of it. So she did definitely have female friends, but she, I don't want to say actively discouraged me, but thought I was weird (laughs) for valuing my friends in my life. And she would caution me like that that's going to burn you someday. That sort of a thing. Like women aren't to be trusted. So you're putting a lot of trust in them right now, that sort of thing. So that's my background, which that, yeah, I didn't even really realize for years because when I was a teenager and she was saying things like that, as a lot of teenagers do, you're just like, whatever, mom, you don't know what you're Mm. talking about. Mm -hmm. So I did not Mm -hmm. live by her ethic. And I did not really internalize it the same way. But it is what I grew up around. So there was something in me that took that as a valid viewpoint. That is so fascinating. I did not think about it in terms of her role as a pastor's wife. I can only imagine that that would be such a fraught area of her life, maybe not knowing who she could trust. And Just that sort of isolation of nobody else really having that experience. It's a very specific experience. Mm -hmm. And I think especially in the era when your dad was pastoring and your mom was actively involved in all of that, it wasn't really a time in the 
bigger church culture, I don't think, where women had a lot of permission to be real and authentic with each other anyway. Mm-hmm. And then let alone if you're the pastor's wife and you should be the one who doesn't have any problems, whose children are perfect, whose home life is wonderful. I can see how that would take a real toll on your understanding of friendship and why it's important. That is so fascinating to think about. It's interesting. So what I think I did is I was like, well, I still am going to have female friends. But also that same Christianity was like, once you're married, you're not allowed to have male friends. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I think what I did internalize was the idea that my marriage should be everything. Because that's how my parents lived. And that's what my mom thought. Like, this is the one relationship that's trustworthy. Nothing else is trustworthy and really doesn't have a place in your life that's meaningful. Like, it's a nice thing to have. And of course, you're going to have some people, fellow moms, have kids. It's not like she was actively discouraging friendship. It just wasn't something that she was going to invest in. Yeah. That's a good way to say it. Yeah. So then I grew up and found out that I actually really loved having women in my life. Mm -hmm. I didn't find them to be backstabby, non-trustworthy people. I found them to be so enriching and actually good for my marriage because it's another type of friendship that comes alongside and adds value to my life. So female friendship just became really important to me. And I'm so glad it did because it's been so good. Yes. It's tremendous how much of a difference it can make in our lives. And we've talked about this a lot in our community that in different seasons of life, it can be more difficult to either make those friendships or to maintain them. I think that truly this year of pandemic and quarantine has really had a significant impact on friendships. I know that a lot of friendships that were even just like sort of casual, maybe a little not very deep yet, like I have not seen or talked to some of those people in almost a year. (laughs) You know, it's just like when you have to put all of your resources of energy and time and capacity into basically just kind of keeping everything around you afloat, then I think a lot of friendships have suffered. Yep. On the other hand, some people maybe with close friendships, if you've been able to lean in and find support there. I mean, I will say that I have gotten to FaceTime with close friends more than I ever would have in the past because it was for a while the only way we could see each other. So All of that to say, I don't think any friendship will be left unchanged in some way after we kind of begin to shake off the dust and maybe return to some semblance of a normal life. But I think that's why this is a perfect time to really consider and think about friendships. Even if friendships are feeling a little strained and a little difficult right now, they really do build such a backbone for so many of us. And it was funny when you were talking about how our female friendships, our women friendships, our friend friendships can even be helpful in our marriages. I know that's been hugely the case for me because it takes a lot of sort of pressure off of Kyle, my husband. He doesn't have to be all things to me at all times. Exactly. I have my girlfriends that I talk about this or that with. And I don't know. I just think it's all around so good. Although sometimes it can be a little bit challenging to live those out. But I think this is the perfect time, especially as we're coming up on this Valentine's Day celebration to think about who are the women in our lives, friends or otherwise, that have made a really big impact on us. Kelly, who are some of the people that came to mind for you, some of the women that came to mind? Well, this is good timing because last week, Laura mentioned in our group show when we were talking about the pandemic, that there was, in a way that she first felt belonging, a group of friends online who came in at the right time for her and just made her feel like even though we weren't in the same city, we know each other. And that's who I thought of 
for this example, yeah. when I'm thinking about women that I would celebrate and would say, I can't imagine my life without this bedrock of female friendships. Mm. It mm-hmm. is that online group. And Meg, you know, because you're in that online group as well. In fact, that's one of the reasons, I mean, we knew each other before, but that group was where we got to really know, like, yes, let's get Bible nerdy here. Gnosko almost like really <laughs> intimately know each other. In a did you just way. take it to the Greek? Did I you did. take us to the original Greek? Girl, there, I have Kelly. a Bible degree. This is the only time I get to use it. <laughs> Wait a second. You need to bring more of that Bible degree <laughs> and that original Greek to us. <laughs> this is Christian college nerd humor. I have a few friends who were like, Gnosko is the most fun word because it means like, it says that Adam knew his wife. That's what it uh, means. Gnosko. Yes. So people, like, we were such nerds. Again, like, in college, we'd be like, well, I know them. Well, not like, Gnosko know them, but I know them. That's the dorkiest Christian thing I've ever I know, right? I even have girlfriends who are, like, my Christian college nerd Bible people Uh who I, like, we text each other these kinds of things. It's really bad. But, I mean, that group of women online that you're a part of has become so important to me. And I think that what really it came into my life at a time when I didn't have the ability to do a ton of in real life female friendships, because I mean, I had older kids than Laura did at the time, but that time of intense parenting, when you have little kids underfoot, you just don't have as much headspace. You don't have as much freedom to go meet somebody for coffee. Like even if you do meet at the park with your kids, it's that you never get to finish a complete thought. Yes. And then I told him, hang on, Jimmy, get down off. No, I said, no, (laughs) hang on. And then you're like going across the playground to, you know, it's very interrupted and fragmented. So when we had a group online where we could just show up and type and talk to each other and eventually even get to meet in person, the magic of that, I've been saying magic a lot today, but the magic of that sort of a friendship and feeling like we came from such different places too, Mm -hmm. like on paper, it would seem like we don't have that much in common. But to see what happens when women get together and really share their hearts and say, hey, I want to know you. I want to invest in your life. I want to be here for you. That friendships can bloom in places that you just didn't think. Yeah. It was hugely transformative and has continued to be one of those rich wells that I continue to go to. And it's because we share so much experience as women and we value each other as women and we see each other as strong and we cheerlead each other. That's that yes. whole Leslie Nope thing. Like we are not competitors, even from the very beginning when we did start, as Laura said, as people who blogged together and we wanted to help each other blog. And you could see how that could theoretically devolve into some sort of a competitive nature. And it really did. Oh, right. Yeah. We were each other's cheerleaders. And that was a beautiful thing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I absolutely agree. I never thought about it, but they're just from the beginning, there never was that sense of competitiveness mm-hmm. or like oh, I want to come show off like in a mean-spirited way what I'm doing. We've just been there celebrating success after success through the years. And I don't think it ever would have occurred to any of us to be strangely competitive about it. So yeah, I love that. As I think about women to celebrate, I mean, this almost feels like a cheat, but it's absolutely true. So I'm just going to go with it. I think of my sister, Emily, Mm -hmm. who is 14 months younger than me. And has been my built-in best friend from the beginning. And that was especially meaningful when we were kids because our family moved around a lot. So every three or four years, we would move and have to start new friendship groups all over again. And 
we always knew that we had each other in these shared experiences, this shared history, the private jokes going back, you know, years and years. We still have private jokes that we laugh about. And as we got older, the thing is, is that both of our lives have taken really super different paths. And Emily's talked about this some, and she was married early on and that marriage didn't work out and kind of fell apart fairly quickly and has been single and really focused on her career for years since then. I was only teaching for a few years and then started a family and have all these kids now, but we have just weathered so much together through the years. And if you are a superstar, then you heard the first episode in our sort of spicy series is my sister telling her story of recovery and a 12-step program, which was like some of the most powerful conversation I've had because it just, it makes me think about how much strength she has and how we have drawn on each other for strength in various difficult seasons of life through the years. So anyway, I know that sisters can, again, it can be so difficult sometimes. Sometimes it is just like real oil and water, especially in the younger years. But even as you go older, and I know so many families where there are sisters who were close at one time, but our current culture divisions have kind of seeped in Mm, and have made things difficult. And so the sister thing can be really hard sometimes, but again, I just feel like, and I just want to give this encouragement to anybody who has children who are so close in age right now, you're in the trenches, you have these little, little kids that are so close in age. I, my hope and prayer and wish for you is that your kids grow up so close like Emily and I did, because we were basically raised as twins. My mom dressed us the same. We had the same friend groups, so much sameness through the years. and so. Just want to give a shout out to all the moms who are parenting little ones who are so, so close at age that it can be a really powerful friendship as the years go by. So, and I love something that you said there, which is that your lives have gone in different directions, but it's almost like made your friendship stronger. Cause I think, yes, I could say the same thing about like my sister, Emily, or my best friend here, Stacy. We are so close and they are the go to people in my life. They're the ones who are doing day-to-day journey with me. They hear about it when I have a good day. They hear about it when I have a bad day and vice versa. But Mm -hmm. I think that there's something special about friendships. Like it doesn't have to be that you are in the same stage of life. It doesn't have to be that, well, I have this friend and my friend, Stacy and my sister, Emily, their cases, they do have kids like me and we are in a lot of the same stages of life and we live in the same city, but it doesn't have to be that way. Right. You can have friends that are in different places in different stages pursuing different dreams, that's not the basis of the friendship. There's something else that you're basing that friendship on. And that's what makes it especially exciting. And I would say that this year being the pandemic, like you were saying, Meg, I feel like what it's done is done a lot of revealing to a lot Mm -hmm. of us that friendships that we thought were strong, aren't strong, or friendships that we didn't know have become really even stronger because there has been this intentionality toward it because there wasn't anything else. That here we are, I'm sure they're awesome thinking about this and thinking, I have no Valentine's Day girls to celebrate. Mm, that doesn't yes. mean that you can't get some because mm-hmm. we're always yeah. on the look. We are always looking for people in our lives, we should be anyway, to say, hey, can I do this journey with you? Maybe there's just something that was a spark between us that I saw you. In fact, I know I'm an extrovert. And so my daughter listens to the story who's an introvert and she laughs at me. She's like, of course you did, mom. But I actually made a friend because we were standing next to each other at the apple orchard. We were in line together to check out and buy donuts. 
and we started yes. to comment on each other's donuts, which is yep. the stupidest, most extroverted <laughs> thing either. And she's also an extrovert. So, yes. and then we started to figure out that we have more in common and then we had a friend in common and now we're friends. I yep. laugh about that, but I'm like, you know what? You just never know where yes. you're going to find somebody who is a kindred spirit, like Anne would say. Yes. I agree with that so much. And I do think that if you have that open mindset, if you are looking for friends that you might be surprised where you can strike up a conversation. I do love that story. That's like peak extrovert activity right there. <laughs> it really is. It really is. And both of us laugh about it now because we're like, do you remember that time that you were like, oh, I love the donuts here. And I was like, yeah, I know I live down the block. And she's like, that would be so dangerous. And again, introverts are like, this is made up. <laughs> I hate you all. <laughs> this is made up. <laughs> but it really is true. And it does, I think, to me, point to the idea that you just never know who's right. around you. And I think yeah. it also maybe push yourself out of your comfort zone to just say something nice to somebody. Yes. Like you never know what is going to spark that. So if you're at the park and there's another mom just mm -hmm. being like, it's a nice day, or I can't believe how many goldfish crackers we've eaten this year, you know, something to maybe find something that's in common and you can make your own circle. It's so true. It's so true. And I want to say one more thing too, that sometimes I think that the pandemic has shown us different ways we can connect with people. I'm going to give a very silly example, but it's absolutely true. We've talked on the show, you and Rebecca and I especially have talked about how texting TikToks is like such a love language now. Yes, it is. But I, the friends that I text TikToks with, like, I feel like there's such a strong connection I have a very dear friend named Vanessa. Have I told this on this show? Have I told this on so. an overflow? I don't know. I feel like I've told this story before, but I'm telling it again. I have a very dear friend who lives in the Oklahoma City area named Vanessa. I've known her for years. Our lives are busy. She has three kids. I've got kids. She's a PA. So obviously as a healthcare worker, this year has been just a restful. So a couple of months ago, she just like texted me a TikTok out of the blue and was like laughing about it. And I was like, oh, this is the thing we're doing now. We're texting TikToks because that opened up a whole new thing. But now we like text each other so much more regularly because we'll just be texting TikToks back and forth. I am just saying, I know TikTok is not for everyone, but I am saying that if you're looking on sort of like landscape of your friendships, and if there are some that have kind of suffered this year, it's not too late to go back and see if there's a way you can reconnect and salvage. And in the spirit of Valentine's Day, just like celebrate. And sometimes as an awesome, Maybe you're the person to reach out and be like, hey, I've been thinking of you. You've been on my mind. I hate that we're not, haven't been able to talk so much in the past. Just want you to know, I think you're amazing, blah, blah, blah. You know, just like fill in the blank of what comes to mind to send a little awesome their way. It could be that they are just dying to hear a little encouraging word from somebody. So, all right. Well, we are going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we will be talking a little bit about how we can still do like a real Valentine's Day celebration this year. And we have some voices from the awesome community celebrating more of the women in their lives. So we'll be right back. Okay, friends, I used to be one of those people who absolutely could not wait to take off her bra at the end of the day 
and sometimes even before the end of the day, if you know what I mean, but not with my bras from Third Love. I love Third Love bras. My daughters have fallen in love with Third Love bras, and it's no surprise because Third Love is designed to find your perfect fit. Third Love uses the measurements of millions of women to design bras with all day comfort and support, and they've got their perfect fit promise, which means they stand behind their products. If you don't love it, exchanges and returns are free for 60 days. And you know you can find a great fit at Third Love because they have more than 80 sizes, 8080 sizes. Every Third Love bra is made with signature memory foam cups, no slip straps, and a scratch-free band from cups that are double A all the way to cup size I, including half cups and bands from size 30 to 48. I've told you before how much I absolutely love Third Love's online Fit Finder quiz. When you take the quiz, it's just a few simple questions to find your perfect fit, and you're going to find a size and a style that fits your breast shape and your body. You guys, 2021 is your time to shine. Focus on what makes you happy, starting with better bras and underwear. Third Love creates bras that focus on what matters, keeping you comfortable with no shortcuts and no substitutions. Like I said, we are big fans of Third Love bras in my house. I know that you will be too. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for every body. So right now they're offering you awesomes 20% off of your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash awesome right now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 20% off of your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash awesome for 20% off today. Awesomes, we have all been sold a lie by the weight loss industry that weight equals health. The number on the scale has become so powerful that it kind of defines how people feel and think about themselves, but it's not an accurate reflection of your true health. That's why we love using FitTrack's Dara Smart Scale. Before we found the Dara Smart Scale, we had completely gotten rid of all the conventional scales in our house because we knew that number only tells you one little sliver of your overall health. But FitTrack's Dara Smart Scale is one of the most accurate home smart scales in the world. It measures 17 different body compositions, which give you a more accurate picture of your health and your body. Here's how it works. You step on the scale and the four metal pads will analyze 17 different health measurements, including your body fat percentage, muscle mass, hydration levels, your bone density, and more. The best part about FitTrack is that you can easily track and trend your health over time and see how your daily choices ranging from your exercise to what you're eating affect your health in the bigger picture. FitTrack's Dara Smart Scale is a really great tool to keep me accountable. If you're on any fitness program, I definitely recommend this to track your body changes. FitTrack's Dara Smart Scale results are incredibly accurate and they're used by nutritionists and fitness trainers across the world. It's the best tool to keep me motivated, like having my own personal coach. And what's really awesome is it's great for families too. FitTrack's Dara Smart Scale can recognize up to eight different accounts so you can track your entire family's health. The infant mode even lets parents track their baby's weight which offers so much peace of mind in between doctor's appointments. The Dara Smart Scale syncs with the free FitTrack app. All of my health insights are saved in one place. I highly recommend this to track your body changes. So stop measuring your weight and start measuring health with FitTrack. Go to fittrack.com awesome to take 50% off of your order. Plus for a limited time, you'll also save an additional 30% with code BUILD. 30 at checkout. That's F-I-T-T-R-A-C-K dot com slash awesome to save 50% 
plus get an additional 30% off of your order with code BUILD30 at checkout. Don't miss out on this amazing limited time offer. FitTrack.com slash awesome with code BUILD30 at checkout. Okay, Kelly, when I was looking at Galentine stuff for this episode, I came across a post on good old-fashioned goodhousekeeping.com. I have such an affection and an affinity for good housekeeping. It was the one magazine that my mom subscribed to. I would read good housekeeping cover to cover when it came in the mail. Kids, we didn't have a lot to do back in those days. That's exactly so. right. That's what we had to do. I think I still get good housekeeping, or I did for a while. Like I love those home magazines. Something about them just make me happy. I guess it's like a simpler time, like you're talking about yes. back when we did pour over them, because yes. even though we were 11 and not about to figure this stuff out, it just yes. felt calming. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So Good Housekeeping saved the day. They gave us some ideas. In fact, they have 15 ideas. I'm just going to talk about a few of these of what you could do to gather your friends and do like a little virtual celebration. So the traditional idea, again, going back to Leslie Nope, is to have a brunch for Valentine's Day. Well, not just a so, brunch. It's got to have well, waffles because that was waffles. like Leslie Nope's thing. If you guys have yes. not watched Parks and Rec, and this is inspiring me, I'm going to have to like restart Parks and Rec now. Yes. Waffles and whipped cream were like her thing. So that was why for her, she was like a Valentine's Day brunch with waffles has yes. to be it. But I mean, any brunch would be good. But if you really want to be true to the most authentic Valentine's Day, it would be yeah. waffles. Definitely. Definitely. So you could plan a little virtual brunch with your friends, make waffles or pick a recipe that's pretty easy to put together. Everybody cook it in your own kitchens and eat together and celebrate each other over Zoom. Another idea is to mail your friend a good old-fashioned Valentine. Wouldn't yeah. you love to just get a Valentine's card in the mail, just like out of the blue? Like, I love it, especially if you're like me and Christmas cards haven't happened for a while, then, <laughs> you know, pull out the... <laughs> pull out the postage and drop a Valentine into the mail. I thought that was really fun too. A couple of other ideas of ways that you can still celebrate, even though we're in the pandemic, is to do like a virtual pajama party. So again, everybody put on your favorite PJs. This would work great, especially if you have small kids who have kind of an earlier bedtime, get your kids tucked into bed, put on your PJs, pour your favorite grown-up lady beverage. Yeah, some champagne or maybe a mimosa yes. if it was in the morning. Exactly. In fact, one of the good housekeeping suggestions is to make it a rosé. It's sort oh, of like, smart. yeah, the sort of unofficial drink of Valentine's Day. It's pink, it's fun, it's light. Okay, here's one that I was going to, I had to mention this to you, Kelly, because I know you've seen this trend too. Silly PowerPoint presentations. I have seen this. How and why and when did PowerPoint parties become a thing? I do not know. But the thing is, it's just like you get out your, <laughs> your PowerPoint software and you make a presentation. You know, PowerPoints were, of course, conventionally very serious and present the information. But here's some examples. They've taken such a silly turn. You could do a ranking of the hottest fictional characters of all time. You could make a presentation comparing each of your friends to a Taylor Swift album. I mean, you can just, whatever your specific interest is, Make a PowerPoint presentation and share them together for Valentine's Day. <laughs> that's right. I love that idea because that's such an easy thing to do online too. And you probably wouldn't get together in person and be like, right. let me pull up my PowerPoint. But right. online, if you're ever going to do 
a silly PowerPoint presentation of or for your friends, this is the year. Yes, absolutely. This is the year to do it. One last idea, if you have the setup where you could do this, is to bake cookies, quote unquote, together, where everybody is set up in their kitchen, everybody's making their own recipe, but you're also chit-chatting on Zoom at the same time. So that's just a few of the ideas that Good Housekeeping had for us. I'll put a link in the show notes if you want to read the whole list. But yeah, I mean, this is the time for creativity and innovation and who knows what you might come up with. I know. They even said at one point, like you could even put on a variety show. I feel like that for me is a step too far. It makes me a little uncomfortable. The idea Uh of being like, okay, and now we're going to go around and everybody's going to do a dance or a song. I'm like, oh, it's just gone to a stressful level now. (laughs) If you are friends with a bunch of ESFPs or Enneagram 3s, then yes, plan that. There should be like an Enneagram 3 members only variety show for Galatite. That's a good idea. Do you remember the year at our retreat with these friends that I was talking about earlier online where we had like a lip sync contest? We had a lip sync battle. Oh, yes. I don't think I was there that year, but I do remember hearing tale of it. Yeah, sure. I mean, it was super fun. And there was a little bit of liquor involved. So by that point, no one really cared. (laughs) But I don't know. We haven't gone back to it is all I'm saying. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, just let that one live in the history books. Exactly. For sure. But it's a super fun idea. And I think if you've watched Parks and Rec, you know that Leslie Nope, like we said earlier, is known for her over the topness. I think that first year that they had a Valentine's Day celebration, she like came with a 5,000 word essay about each of her <laughs> friends, like what she loved, with like a portrait made out of yeah. them with crushed bottles of their favorite diet soda or something. It was super, yes. super funny. Yeah. But that's, we don't have to go to that level. This is just about saying, hey, I love you guys. Let's do something. How can we do it? Even in a pandemic. Yes. Is there something we can do online? Is there something that we can all send to each other? Maybe we send like a Valentine that goes from person to person. I don't know. Oh, yeah. We can get creative with mm-hmm. it. Even yes. if you delivered like the marshmallows or something, like if there were people in your community, something that you can do, even if it isn't all in a group thing, that you can yeah. take your appreciation for the women in your life that mean something to you and share it. Yes, absolutely. And I cannot pass up the opportunity to give Large Remains book another plug because it's the perfect Valentine's Day gift for a friend, a sister, whoever. It is packed with conversation prompts. So, I mean, truly, if you have a friendship that's just kind of been put on pause as we're enduring the pandemic, this book is so helpful in the sense that if you're like, what do we even talk about? But I don't want to talk about the pandemic anymore. I'm sick of talking about it. What else could we talk about? It is literally packed cover to cover with conversation prompts and ideas. So grab a copy for yourself, send one to your friend. You will have so much to talk about for a while. So again, throwing out there, Large Remains new book, share your stuff. I'll go first. It's fantastic for Valentine's Day. She did not know I was going to put that plug in here, but I mean, it's actually totally the perfect fit. So I was just thinking too, that this could be something that you give or get and then say, you know what I want to do is as we can start to meet again in person, I want to do this book with you guys. Like let's do February, March, and April online. And then maybe in the summer we can get together and start talking about some of these questions in person. Like you could be intentional and think about not just one Valentine's Day celebration, but how it could really kickstart your female friendships into something that is more vibrant than we've been allowed to do. In the last Oh my months. gosh, that's such a good idea. I love that. Okay, well, as I promised, we do have some voices from the awesomes. I love to bring the voices of the awesomes to the show because you guys create such a dynamic, vibrant 
diverse community. And whenever we can bring your thoughts and ideas in to the show, I just love those moments. So here are some of the things that you all had to say about the women who mean the most to you in your life. My name is Jennifer and I'm from Arizona. The woman I want to celebrate is my sister, Jessica. In addition to being a wife and a mom of two young children, she is a special education teacher in Louisiana. She has been teaching her lower elementary students in person since August. She doesn't have nearly the support she needs and she doesn't get any breaks. They've had lots of COVID cases and lots of COVID scares among her own students. But through all of this, she is upbeat and happy with those students every day. She is a huge positive influence in their lives and is simply great at what she does. She's a wonderful teacher and I am so proud of her. I've always been proud of her, but I'm especially proud of her this year. Happy Valentine's or Galentine's Day, Jessica. Hi, Awesomes. My name's Carolyn and I'm calling from Colorado. I want to celebrate my sister Stephanie in Connecticut as a public school teacher. She's worked really hard to figure out how to make this year a good year for her kids. She specializes in kids who struggle in reading. It hasn't been easy for any of them, and I'm just proud of how she's made it work. My sister Amber lives in Alaska, and she's got four kids at home. Some of them are online, some of them are in preschool, and some of them need naps and snacks all the time. I'm proud of how both of them are handling the pandemic with grace, their jobs, being good moms and good neighbors, loving on their community. And I think they're awesome and I wanna celebrate them. Hi, this is Karen from Nashville and I wanna celebrate the most awesome group of women on the internet. And that would be my January 2005 Mamas group. And two of those women, especially Amanda Pratt and Kara Chandler, because of this group, I met these two wonderful ladies, and they have become two of my extremely close and dear friends. We have shared life together. We have shared ups. We have shared downs. We've shared babies born in the same month. And I can't think of two more incredible women to celebrate this Valentine's Day. So thank you to all of my January 2005 mamas, to Meg and to Amanda and to Kara. I love you so much. Thank you so much for being a part of my life. Thank you so much for all that you've done and for all that you are and for how very, very special the world is that you're a part of it. Thank you. My name is Heather and I'm from Texas and I want to send a happy Valentine's Day to a fellow awesome Amanda. Um, We became friends in college through a campus ministry and we've been friends through so much change. She is single and living it up in California and I am a working mom with two littles, um, five and under in Texas and yet our friendship has remained solid. I think so much of it honestly comes to her and and how patient she is with me and my crazy. And so I am so thankful for her. We laugh and goof off and have so much fun, but we also get to really serious issues and talk through things and really kind of toy with those really difficult things and know she's just always a, a sounding board and a safe place for me. And I am incredibly thankful for her and her friendship. 
Hi y'all, this is Katie Lapira from Harrisonburg, Virginia. I'd like to give a special shout out to fellow awesome Melinda. She and I have dedicated our time to walk our dogs and chat and be able to enjoy the outdoors in the middle of this pandemic and it has been life-giving to both of us. I'm so happy for her friendship. In addition, I love this community. I don't know how I would have gotten through this entire 11 months without our fun conversations that happen in the hangout groups. I'd like to wish each and every one of you a happy Galentine's Day. You guys, I loved hearing your voices so much for this episode. I have one more that I want to share. This is from Jenny from Chattanooga, Tennessee. She says, I'd love to celebrate my sweet 10-year-old daughter, Sarah. She's in the middle between two stinky brothers, and she owns her spot in our family. She's patient and kind. She's always the first to pick up a bug. She taught herself to machine sew without one ounce of help. She never, ever complains when asked to help out and makes the lives better of everyone who knows her. When something comes up, she's the first to say, mom, why don't you ask the awesomes? So awesomes, please celebrate my girl with me. Thank you for sending that in, Jenny. I hope that you and Sarah have a wonderful Galentine's Day celebration together. Okay, Kelly, thank you so much for just having this idea to talk about Galentine's Day and just indulging all this good friendship talk. It's been so wonderful and really perfect timing, I think. It is. So go forth in Galentine's, awesomes. We can't wait to like see the pictures and hear the stories about how we celebrate this day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. People want to find you for follow-up conversation or just to say hi, where can we find you all around the web? Well, you can find me in the Hangout or the Superstars group on Facebook, but I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at KellyGordonMN. Or if you're looking for me and you're just looking for recipes, including the one that I shared for my awesome of the week, like the vanilla homemade marshmallows, those can be found on my website, kellygordonmn.com. Perfect. Okay. Well, you know, you can find me on social media at Sorta Awesome Meg. The show is at Sorta Awesome Show, wherever you're looking on social media. Again, we would love to have you come and connect with one of our communities online. That's where the real magic happens. There's that magic word again, but truly it is where the magic happens. So come and find us on social media. I think that's going to be it for us this week, you guys. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see y'all next time. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.